0: Welcome to a Gaming, I'm your host Perry, and tonight, or today, wherever you're located at, I am with Tyler, you guys remember him, Snazzy Snorlax, how you doing bro? I've been good, I've been good, thanks for having me back, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, it's fun, you know how it is, just how gamers get to know each other and all of a sudden like start talking over the internet and go oh yeah, so you've been playing this? Or you've been playing that? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, if you're new to the show, what we do here at a Gaming is, is that we look at video games, but we look at it in a way where how they might have been able to influence as we were growing up. And, like, not just us, but also the industry. And Snazzy, or, like, I would go back and forth with calling from Snazzy or to Tyler, he, uh, his game was Kingdom Hearts. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh,
1: no, that is 100% correct.
0: Okay. And um, we just talked about how it made such an influence on his life. And it's just such a great story. And tonight, we're going to go deeper into what I like to call the A-Way projects and like get a deeper meaning of each game and the insight on what would be able to go. But that's at the top of the hour. But first, we're just going to talk about video games like they're normal. So, Tyler, what have you been playing here recently?
1: Most of my time, uh, recently has been, um, into Breath of the Wild, uh, the newest Zelda game, on um, Wii U and Switch. Oh. Um, yeah, I actually, I played it when it launched last year on the Wii U, because I didn't have a Switch just yet. But then, um, over the summer, I finally got a Switch, and then, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I decided, you know what, I've been wanting to replay the game again, it's been out for almost a year. And so I actually traded in my copy from the Wii U, and then I bought the Switch version. I've been replaying it with the expansion pass, and I just completed the Champion's Ballad DLC about a week or so ago.
0: Oh, shoot. So you've been playing some goodies of what yeah. that being
1: said. Mm-hmm. That's been my biggest game. And then, of course, Dragon Ball Fighters came out on Friday, and I've sunk in probably eight or so hours into that since it launched.
0: Mm-hmm. So what did you think? Of the champion's ballot it because was so I, good I, because i personally beat it and like a lot of people say like that beginning part's really hard and like it is but it made the game fresh would you say that too
1: yes i definitely agree with that it may gave you a whole new challenge of a way that you weren't used to playing unless you know maybe you play on challenge mode or master mode my bad um when it came out and that you know leveled up all the enemies and made a lot more difficult but that one hit it, it was it's hard but it was very fun and those new dungeons were or or shrines i guess were fantastic
0: yes yes it says because yes. like ivan said like this is great it took him forever to give it to us but i can understand <laughs> like why that like it was being made it's not even it wasn't even made yet that's the thing <laughs> it was just announced like okay this is what you're going to get. You're going to get later on in the year. So, but we're going to give you the master trials. Did you even tackle the master trials?
1: Uh, nope, I <laughs> did not touch any of the first DLC pack except for getting some of the special items, like some of the armor sets and all that. But mm-hmm. see, I, I didn't even what... get the expansion pass until both packs were already out. So I'm not even 100 percent sure what armor I got was from the first pass or what was from the second, since it was all
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> that that's crazy because just to think that you didn't even know you like, oh well it might have been this or it might have been that um what i liked about that was that it was good to see the champions like their story like how they became to the be and it's like oh wow i wish they would have added more i i think they could have added more though it wasn't yeah. disappointing but i was just like it was a 12-hour experience. I don't know how long it took you. It took me about 12 hours.
1: Yeah, about 10 or 12, right around there.
0: Yeah, and it was just different to play Zelda like this, like to have DLC with it, because like, normally when you beat a Zelda game, you're dumb with it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> so, in it a whole new way with this one.
0: Yeah, and like, uh, I think you would agree with me. The, like, without spoiling this, it's just that fight that you have. have and you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, yes. it would have been better if you had your Master Sword maxed out.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it would be,
1: I, something I wish I had done was i done, done the Master Sword trials, but I, I knew how hard they were, and I just wanted to get through that champion's ballad. I wanted the story, so I just went ahead and went, straight on once i could and did it that way
0: yeah because like i was just going like ah, oh, this would have been a lot easier if i had my master sword maxed out but i really don't have time to be that hardcore gamer i got other games to play is me becoming a reviewer and stuff it's like okay i gotta
1: go <laughs> right yeah <laughs> now, if i had, had the expansion pass as it like when it first came out and then had you know, months to do the sword trials before the Champions Ballad uh, released. Uh, that's I would have done that. Would have spent the time learning how the trials work and working my way through all three different sections. But as it was, I had a Champions Ballad already, and since you know I'm very big into story, I just I wanted to know what new stuff they introduced with it. So I kind of rushed it in a way.
0: Oh yeah, but like I feel like. When it came to the actual trials, it felt like kind of like repetitive, like, okay, look at there. go find it. You got it. Like, I get it. Like, you got to use your horizons, but it was just to the point, like, where can we go? <laughs> I just want to see the story, man.
1: Yeah. The amount of work that you have to do for the amount of story that you get is very disproportional. They mm-hmm. have, like, it's what, a two-minute cutscene for each yeah. champion, which, you know, like I said, you even said it that you wish there was more and the same way we get a nice little taste of what they were like before the whole calamity happened but that's it it's like a small taste of what could be so much more
0: mm-hmm. what i like though is like the whole champion fight though like where you're facing all the ganons again it's like okay this is kind of cool
1: mm-hmm. yeah the nice little twist on all of them was very neat.
0: Yeah, but my problem with the, the one I had the problem with was the water blight Ganon. I've always had a problem with that damn one.
1: I don't know why. <laughs> See, in the main game, I haven't had any issues. You know, I fought him twice. He he was fine, but he's the only one that took me more than three tries in this DLC because of what you were given to fight him with. It's not enough. Yeah. I didn't feel eventually I got it, but it was such a pain.
0: I mean, like, everybody else just felt, like, natural and normal, like, oh, this is easy. Like, wait. Mm -hmm. But, like, do you think with DLC, because, like, we can talk more about it, of course. When it comes to, like, games like um, Zelda or Horizon Zero Dawn, where where the game comes out earlier in the year, people wrap up the game maybe in April or so and they don't come back to it until the DLC. Do you think that was too long of a gap for both DLC packages to come out like towards the end of the year? Personally, I can say yes,
1: and I can justify that by saying I have not touched the Horizon DLC that I bought. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I pre-ordered it as soon as they announced it. I'm like, oh, yeah, more Horizon uh, content. I can play this again. I'm so excited. It's such a good game. And then... DLC launched and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go play some Mario Odyssey right now. Cause it's like <laughs> the new big thing, you know? And like, I do understand that they have to take the time to release all this DLC and um, they have to make it and it's time consuming and all that good stuff. But waiting, you know, eight, 10 months after it comes out, A lot of people, like you said, have put the game away and wrapped it up and put it to the side waiting for all the new big titles to come out. And, like, in order to do the Horizon DLC, I would have had to go back and basically start a new game. So that's another 20, 30 hours of the main game before I even get to the 12-hour DLC. And with um, my schedule, I just don't have the time to go back and redo all of that right now.
0: Mm -hmm. I I agree with you, because, like, my biggest problem with both games, actually, was that remembering the controls? Like, mm-hmm. th- like I feel like I was dying a lot in Horizon. I'm like, wait, I, I platinum this game. Like, there's no way <laughs> I should be dying right now. I platinum this shit. What's the problem, guys? <laughs> like, did I miss right. something? I know this game, like, like, the required level is 35. I'm at level 50 right now. Why am I dying? Mm-hmm. And I like, and all of you get into it, you go, like, oh, shoot, I'm moving, I'm dodging, I'm moving, like bow, trapping, getting to the point. Like, okay, this is cool. Like, I, this is easy. And the same way with, with Zelda, but with Zelda it's more like Breath of the Wild. It was more remembering how to do the controls. Like, for some odd reason, I just forgot how to do all the controls. Like, I knew how to swing. I know how to do all that, but it's like, how do you
1: use the bow? <laughs> yeah, Breath of <laughs> like, Wild controls are not the most intuitive. Yeah. Like, they're just not. Like, you just got
0: to know. Because, like, it's like not like Horizon, like, where you hit, like, left trigger, then right trigger to shoot. Mm-hmm. It's compared to, like, it's all in one. It's like, oh, okay, the controls are just completely different.
1: Right, and that was uh, what worried me about going to the Horizon DLC. Is after not playing it for so long, even though I was level fifty, that I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't think I remember how to play well enough to jump right into the DLC. So oh. I'd want to start again, relearn the controls, relearn the story, pick up one stuff I missed the first time through. But it just never happened.
0: You see, with the with the Horizon DLC, it's really for people that haven't beaten the game yet. Well, really? compared, yeah, it really is like a midway through it. It's like mid game. Well, gotcha. Breath of the Wild is like you do all this stuff. Right before you face Ganon. Right. Yeah. So it's not even that you beat the game. It's just that you did all the stuff that you're supposed to do. And then you go do the champion's ballot and then you face Ganon. What you think? Of them added more DLC to Breath of the Wild. I know there's nothing announced right now, but do you think they could?
1: No, I think they're already in the planning stages of making the next game in the franchise. Um, I don't oh. know if it was an interview that I read, but or maybe it was just some random person on the internet posting their thoughts as fact. But I, I read somewhere that this was the last DLC and that they were not going to do anymore. Hmm. But I don't have any source or anything for that. But personally, that's my thought as well, is that they just kind of, you know, they gave it a year, and then now they're working on the next big thing.
0: Oh, wow. I would just think that they could go ahead and, like, there's more they could do in this world of Zelda. I thought they could, you know. Oh, man, there's
1: so much more that they could do. I just don't think that they'll actually do it. And that does irk me a little bit, because like I said, I want more story for the champions. The entire base game, they just kind of, you know, they hinted at it here and there. There were a couple scenes um, through each storyline, and again to give you a taste of what more story they could show, and so I, that's why I thought the Champions Battle would be a lot bigger in terms of story.
0: Mm, yeah, but obviously it was not the case. So, right, I'm glad. Like I would still recommend that to anyone to play. Like that. Oh, definitely. That gameplay was probably, is
1: phenomenal. So good. Yeah,
0: gameplay was phenomenal. And, like, that was probably the most influential game of 2018. One of them, I would say, one
1: of them. Yes, it was definitely my top game of the year. I know it was on everyone's list, but I mean, that's for good reason. It was such a fantastic game.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, What was it? Uh, Okay, so we'll keep you on the Nintendo train right now. (laughs) You got the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, so what did you think of Odyssey? I know you saw my review, and I appreciate it so much. So, what did you think?
1: I absolutely loved it. Um it just as much as Breath of the Wild if not or very close if not just as much. It was a nice it was a fresh take on Mario with the way he could capture the enemies, but it wasn't too different um that it was unfamiliar and I don't know, uncomfortable I guess in a sense. It was very Mario, very to the point, very platformy. Uh, The controls were fantastic. A little complicated trying to get that hat move um, when you jump off the hat and in the air and dive again and stuff. Mm -hmm. It was somewhat complicated, but once you mastered it, man, the places you go in that game, the different moves you could do, the different areas you could reach. It was mind-blowing Like the whole way through.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I think that with a game like Super Mario Odyssey, it really is a good game for you to sit down with like with your niece or nephew or your son or daughter uh like any youngling of course we're gonna go to the star Wars term any yeah, youngling yeah, yeah. to go ahead and just like yeah. just to just to sit them down and actually play it with them because like I know that you get the assist like the, like the cap and stuff but like just for them to actually experience Mario for the first time maybe it's mm-hmm. a really good intro because like it is a weird story, but who cares about the story? Just collect moons. That's all you're doing.
1: Right. Mario has always been one that you play for the gameplay rather than the story because the story yeah. is mostly always the same. They changed yeah, yeah. It up to this one with the whole wedding, which was neat, but it didn't really change anything.
0: Yeah. And like without spoiling, like there's just parts like New Donk City and like there's another scene that you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Those scenes right there is just like. Crazy stuff to actually see in a video game, and definitely. I mean, like it's not even a. I don't know if it was nostalgic feature, like how we get in, like with Zelda and like Zelda, of course, like or the Nintendo sixty four vibe that we've gotten with the Nintendo Switch. It was just greatness to like you know feel it, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. wow, did I really just see that on my screen and like you enjoy (laughs) it.
1: Yeah, uh, it was such a good game.
0: <laughs> so um, let's go with it. Your top five games of 2017, what were they?
1: Um, Breath of the Wild was number one. That's, okay. I mean, obviously, there's really no other answer for that one, I think, if you played it and you know. Yeah. Um, next one, would, I think, would actually be Horizon Zero Dawn. It was, it was so brand new. It, it was almost a tie between Horizon and Breath of the Wild. But it was the puzzles in Breath of the Wild that I think pushed it to the top. Okay. Horizon had the slick gameplay, the interesting story that took these twists and turns I did not see coming. A brand new IP. Good, who knows how many sequels this one's going to get, if it even is.
0: Oh yeah, like, they Gorillas are confirmed. They're getting a
1: sequel. Oh, have they? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I had no idea. Yep. 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 Okay, so that's really really cool. And then stage number three would be Mario Odyssey. Um, For the reasons we just discussed, gameplay was good. They added the um capture, you could play with Cappy, and just all this stuff. It was so big and open and just a very good time. Next up would be Assassin's Creed Origins. You had a fantastic time with that game. I-, I had it for like a month before I even started playing it. But when I sat down to play it, it sucked me right in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, uh, it was good. Uh, another one that it just strayed from the uh, formula, formula that you're used to. That was like the theme of 2017, I feel, is um, doing something different. Like mm-hmm. every game is something that, you know, we've played before. They haven't changed up how Zelda works since, um, oh, what was it, Ocarina of Time. You know, they had all the yeah. 2D ones, and then Ocarina of Time threw it into 3D. And then all the other 2D Zelda's have basically been Ocarina of Time in different areas. But then there's Breath of the Wild that actually changed it so much. So it was a step in a new direction. So that was really, really cool. Um, with Assassin's Creed, the big open world, the actual experience, the different equipment... Just just there was always something to do. the world was huge, but there was always something to do in it it was fantastic. And then number five mm-hmm. I would say it was cuphead just because of the surprise oh, wow it was. Okay. yes okay it is it, was, it is hard i have still not beaten it I'm only two-thirds of the way through I, I'm stuck on a boss I cannot move on but I don't care. I love it.
0: okay okay. I, I that's you got it, like so. Let me get this straight. So, you go go Zelda, Horizon, number three, Super Mario Odyssey, number four, Assassin's Creed, then five, Cuphead. Yes,
1: that's correct. Okay, okay, correct. and I know we, an, those yeah. are basically the same game being Horizon, Zelda, and Assassin's Creed, just uh, big open worlds, um, third person combat. But I uh, that's just that's my kind of game those hey, are bro. probably my favorite genre
0: you know you know me like for real like if you were from the last time like open road was the thing for me like <laughs> the yeah, witcher definitely. horizon mm-hmm. assassin's creed zelda it was just like all filled <laughs> with that but i'll give you mine because i don't know if you were able to listen to the last episode number one, Oh, oh you're fine you're fine number one persona five <laughs> <laughs> i got gotcha. you persona- Persona 5 is like, is my game of the year because it like made me feel like a better gamer. I saw the themes and like Mm -hmm. made me enjoy it so much that it made me want to play it again. I haven't played it again because it's like 150 hours worth. Right. (laughs) Um, Funny that you mentioned
1: that because that's actually my honorable mentions was Persona 5.
0: Ooh, ah, okay. Uh, But like, It was just great to, like, play it for the first time. Shout out to Alex Sutton because he was, like, the person that said, hey, you should check out Persona. You've never seen it. I played it. Play Persona. Play Persona. I was like, okay, when does it come out? Well, it got pushed back. Okay, (laughs) when does it come out? It comes out in April. Okay, I'm getting it. And then when I actually beat the game, I was like, I know I say all the time, I was fist-pumping the way through it. Like, it was just so great, and like I still listen to the music from it, it was just great. Oh man, that my music si- was top notch! Yes, and my sister, like, she wants to play it now. She's like, I really want to play some Persona right now. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'll, I'll watch you play it. <laughs> Don't think yeah. I won't. Number two, my favorite franchise of all time, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm like, there's just no way <laughs> it doesn't get <laughs> off. Yeah. I'm surprised of Persona course. beat Breath of the Wild on your list. Well, here's why it did it, though. I love Zelda. That's my, my all-time favorite. Of course, I, I'll admit I haven't played all of them, but that's still my favorite all-time series of all time. It was just the fact that I connected more
1: with Persona on a personal level. That makes sense. Persona than- did have that very deep, Intense story where Zelda was, you know, the same old Zelda story of go defeat Ganon. Yeah. But like
0: every time I look at the Breath of the Wild, it's just like, wow, this is an amazing world. I appreciate everything they did. It made me feel nature, nurture towards the game. And there's the, uh, the identity of the Nintendo Switch to be able to take it anywhere when they go and still have it. Amazing. Like, just, it was just great. Now, my number 3 though is going to throw you for a loop. <laughs> my number 3 is Cuphead. <laughs> really? cut yeah, like they're like I haven't even beaten most of the bosses on that, but I was just like yeah, like this makes like games like Cuphead and I'm guessing we'll talk about Celeste here in a bit. Games like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, any of the soul series or even Cuphead made the comparison (laughs) yeah like you just gotta be okay that turns you gotta learn levels and you you will become a better gamer at when it's all said and done and like i felt like just being able to beat a couple of bosses on there it made me a better gamer overall like okay nothing so hard Compared to what I just faced in front of me, and you—you you know exactly what I'm talking about. So just yeah,
1: definitely—I mean—reasons on my list as well.
0: Yeah. Now, my number four, Nier Automata. Nice. Yes, like uh, that one. That was that game will always play a dear to my heart because it was the first game I actually ever reviewed. Like when I first started this channel and podcast and what I wanted to Oh, that's to- right, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really the first one. So I was glad that I put it on there and like I had to make it level, go like, okay, this is really good. Like there's no way it can't be out of the top five. And like I can't like just for purposes, I'm not I'm still not allowed to speak on it on this podcast until shout out to Thomas Adams, who's who's a dear friend of mine who's a listener hasn't beaten the game yet, so I can't say anything too much until he beats it. <laughs> so gotcha, yeah. Yeah. So and then my number five, Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's a great game. Like I used to bash it, but I can't bash it anymore. I played the DLC, I platinumed it. Obviously, I have some kind of feeling towards the game. <laughs> yeah. I like I like Ashley Birch as an actress. She did she killed it. <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about Aloy as a character just yet. So I'm going to sure. let her groom with me a little bit. I gotcha.
1: No, yeah. I don't, I'm sure you've seen the new Monster Hunter game. You, actually, you can play as Aloy on the PS4. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, as January is coming to a close, you said that you're getting Dragon Ball Z. Fighters. Not Z.
1: Fighters. Fighters. Okay. What do you think of it? I adore it. It is so much fun. And the thing is, I'm not even a fighting game fan. I don't like fighting games. Really? But it, it really, like, I've played Injustice, I've played Soul Calibur, I've played Tekken. None of them really resonated with me. There's, I don't know, they got too old too quick. But mm. as soon as I saw Dragon Ball Fighters at what was it, E3 last year? I was yeah. like, oh man, I have to have this game the style it's it's very like persona 5 and and it's just so stylish and you can tell the people who made it are just huge animal z fans there have been comparisons online of uh the manga to the tv show and from the tv show to the game and the manga to the game and all of these like side by side comparisons and it is so true to the source material that you just know people who made it absolutely love what they were working with.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm just looking something up just for our preference. Um, so would you recommend it?
1: Definitely. That
0: or do you wait for like it, a price drop,
1: or how would you feel? I mean, it depends on how much of a Dragon Ball fan that you are.
2: I mean, I'm a Dragon, huge Dragon
1: Ball fan, so and <laughs> I would definitely recommend picking it up the story is divided into three arcs there are roughly four or five hours each um it, the story is kind of cheesy but I mean also the show is kind of cheesy like, I don't know it's it, it's a little odd but the combat is so solid um it's easily accessible for newcomers with the auto combo system but once you get comfortable with that you can move on to the when you make your own combos and you kind of get you know above that uh, combo stage and then uh there you can get to online play you can play arcade you can unlock a few extra characters if you do certain stuff in the game uh there are 20 i thought 21 but i think i counted last night i think i counted 24 hmm. okay. uh, characters in the game
0: okay so you say that you're not a big fighting fan if if I could get you to play in one game, it would have to be Street Fighter, man. I'm just saying. Street Fighter? Yeah, like, that one started everything. So, I think you would really dig Street Fighter. I know, like, they just came out with Street Fighter Arcade. So, maybe <laughs> that would give you a way into it. Um, I saw gameplay of it, like, last week. I was just like, I'm a Street Fighter fan. Why the hell do I not have this? That's funny, It's like it's just one of those things like you need this game in your life, but you don't have it for some odd reason. It's rather annoying because like you don't (laughs) think of it, but you're like, I need it. Like, like, for example, like a new Kingdom Hearts, like the Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5. It's like you need it. You just need it.
1: (laughs) Definitely. I've (laughs) bought it on PS2 and PS3. MPS PS4, and they port it to Xbox. I'll get it on that. It's like that and Skyrim. Freaking Skyrim, man. I have five copies, or I've had five copies, and I still want to get it on the Switch. I don't need a sixth I mean, copy of the game, but I want it.
0: Because it, the thing is, though, with the Switch, and as we talk about Nintendo, they're doing something that is never that hasn't been done in a while. Or, like, for the first time, ever, you're taking it on the go. And I don't know if you buy your games cartridge style or digitally, but for some odd reason, like me knowing that I have three games, well, I have more games, of course, but I have all three of my Mario games on the Switch. So it's like, there's no way I can get rid of Mario. Mm-hmm. Pretty much it increases the value of the Switch the more you put on it, I think.
1: Definitely. And since they finally added in that system transfer option, so if something were to happen to it, you can still, like, transfer your stuff over. Because at first you couldn't do that. And I remember there were stories of people who had Breath of the Wild who had to, like, ship it off and get a different one. And they lost hundreds of hours of gameplay. mm -hmm. But then eventually uh, Nintendo was like, okay, you know what? Here you go. Here's a way to transfer your data from one to another.
0: Yeah. And um, also, we were talking about, like, well, there's not enough storage. Well, there's actually a report, uh, sources came from IGN, if anybody wants to look it up, is that they're actually making a 514 SD card that might be compatible oh, with Switch. So, space isn't going to be that big of an issue if you think about it. <laughs> right. That's great. So, like, you look at games that are coming up for the switch. Um, let's hold on, hold on. Let's we let's rewind for a second. All let's right. start let's let me go back to 2017 because you were really adamant. We were both adamant about a certain game, but I think we I had a conversation with you would said that I wasn't gonna play this game anymore based off its microtransaction situation. Oh gosh, yeah. What were your thoughts overall
1: playing Star Wars Battlefront 2? Playing it was fantastic. It was in honorable mentions as well. The gameplay, the gunplay, the story, everything, all all that, just playing the game was so much fun. The frustrations came from the progression system and the loot boxes and um, the absolute silence from the developers and the publishers when it came to fans asking when this was going to get fixed or when that would get patched or when new content was coming but just sitting down and playing a few rounds of star wars battlefront 2 it's still something i love to do it is a fun game that's one i do not regret purchasing one bit So and um uh, one thing about it is that once it you no, know, right before it launched, they decided to take out the actual macro transactions part of it, the crystals and all that. And so yeah, there's still loot boxes that determine what items you get and what abilities your character can use, but you can no longer pay real money for them, which makes it to where you no know, it's not so much pay to win anymore. Yeah, I'm here. You, okay, I didn't hear a word you uh, yeah, you're cutting in and out right now.
2: Can you hear me at all, man?
1: <laughs> Hello. Yeah, if you're talking, I cannot hear a single thing.
2: Hello. Testing. Testing one two.
0: <sighs> you there, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm here. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know what happens to my computer. Technical difficulties, guys. Um, what were you saying? I
1: Star Wars Battlefront Two. Okay. <laughs> what was the last thing that you heard? Um. <coughs> sorry. No,
0: you're What's good. This? You're good. So, uh, technical difficulties on the internet. You know how it goes. It's technology. <laughs> Wouldn't
1: it be technology if it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Um. What I was saying is,
1: I, mean, I think your mic is muted. I can't hear you again. Ah,
0: there we go. <laughs> That's dumb. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> we're talking about microtransactions. It was Star Wars.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. And then I was telling you about how I really like it. Did you hear any of that? You said, like, the
0: progression's messed up. I don't know. Like, my computer just, like, froze. <laughs> like It
1: was like, wow. Gotcha. Yeah, well, <laughs> gotcha. to summarize it, gameplay and actually playing the game is fun, but the progression and the loot boxes are quite frustrating. Okay. So but it was cool because the developers actually turned off the microtransactions right before the game launched. And yeah, that's the last thing I heard actually was
0: that that okay. That they went quiet. That yeah. they went quiet. Yeah, Dice Dice did go quiet. I remember that. No, EA went quiet.
1: Both so. did kind of though. Um Dice just now started opening back up um about a week or two ago. Um and responding to a bit of the Fan base here and there.
0: Okay, but like I don't blame Dice whatsoever for the game fulton That's definitely EA's fault. Don't, I,
1: don't if- I 100% agree. Dice, yeah, they're the ones who flick the microtransaction switch on and off, and they're the ones who tweak the credit system. But it's EA who forced them to implement the microtransactions to begin with, and so that's why the progression system is the way that it is because it was built around microtransactions. So when they turned that off, it kind of screwed up the entire progression.
0: Yeah, that's. Yeah, it was just a bunch of bullcrap that,
1: that happened
0: that way. Uh, because, like, everyone was so. It was anticipated. It was going to be good. And also, like, you see that they turn off microtransactions. And for some odd reason, when I saw them turn it off, I was like, that lets me know that it's not that great of a game. So I'm not going to not want to play it. Not <laughs> going to play it. Yeah, gotcha. so So. And then all of a sudden, like, it was really like the next week. I saw like price drops on that game so fast. I'm like, really? Like,
1: yeah. Um, granted, it did come out. Oh, uh, well, well, no, I guess it was after Black Friday. It no, was no, November no. when. It
0: yeah, I'm not, it's right before, so. Oh, it was right before. Battlefront 2 release date. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought it was November.
0: November 17th, so it's a week before, so.
1: Okay, that's right. So, yeah, but I guess it went on sale, you know, technically for Black Friday, but really it very well could have been EA'd be like, hey, people, buy the game. Yeah, like, um, we need it. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> Disney's yeah. going to get to us.
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw, um, what was it, um, a chart saying that, like, they only sold 800,000 physical copies of it in, like, a month's time compared wow. to, I think it was, what, Call of Duty's 4 million? Shit. Yeah, it was it was just crazy. Now that didn't take into account the digital sales, but yeah. still, that's that's a pretty big jump from what was supposed to be one of the biggest games of the holiday season. Oh yeah, it was supposed and to be. And then- that does worry me a lot because you know they had all these plans for you know a year or two, of free DLC, new seasons every few months. You know, started with the Last Jedi where supposedly getting uh, more Clone Wars stuff soon, supposedly. But now that um, the game is essentially flopped, then I don't see EA, which is the publisher who's all about the money, wanting to support this game that isn't going to make them as much money as if they were to support something else that sold so much better. So I'm scared that the of uh, free dlc content that was promised is going to get scrapped and we actually aren't going to get much more content for the game
0: um so you know like i don't resonate because i actually adored the last year but some people would say that oh the movie didn't do too well so the game didn't do too well either i'm like oh two different things <laughs> but okay <laughs> right it definitely but like I said, I absolutely adored Last Jedi. I know a lot of people that don't like that movie. That's just your personal preference.
1: Definitely, I'm with you on that one as well. I didn't very much enjoy it. I saw it twice in the first week, which Ooh. I don't normally do. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, like, it's just like to each their own, and I hope you liked, them, liked it. So, getting back on topic of Nintendo. Yeah. We think there's a whole Labo
1: thing. I don't even know what to think about it fantastic idea i don't know if it's actually going to go the way they expect it to it seems too complicated for its target audience to me like yeah it's it just cardboard cutouts easy peasy but did you see some of the way those things were working on the trailer yeah like,
2: like and stuff Yeah, you know, the
1: backpack one when they were doing the fighting games there's all these pulley systems in the back um, I still cannot figure out how the piano plays. That, <laughs> one just, that one just I don't know. I don't know if, as you press down a cardboard key, if it um, if there's a string inside that will push or pull on like a trigger or something like that, or what? Mm-hmm. But that one's confusing. Um, the remote control car seems pretty cool. Mm. It looked to be one, like one of the simpler options. Um, so, like, you're just supposed to use your Joy Cons and put
0: stuff on it? I'm like, wait, what? It was kind of <laughs> weird.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know. Like, it's obviously aimed mostly at children. And mm-hmm. so, so they have the car- cardboard cutouts, which, of course, the parents would help them put together, almost kind of like Legos. But it seems, I don't know, it just seems more complicated than that. And so I don't know until they show more. Uh, videos on, like, each individual component, I I don't really know what to think about it. They just gave us a brief overview, a taste of all the different stuff they have in mind for it. And I just need a bit more information before I can really make a decision, I
0: think. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I... What do you think of Nintendo just having all these indie games right now? Just, like, I think it's good for the Switch, but some people are saying, like, well, you have Skyrim, but you don't have the coolest version of Skyrim. Does it not
1: have... It has all the DLC and stuff involved, doesn't it? Yeah, but they're saying, well, you can't mod it. I'm like, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all another ballpark there. It's like how you can on the Xbox, and technically you can on the PS4, but Sony really restricted that. Mm-hmm. So maybe Nintendo just doesn't want people... Modding it, I'm not too sure on that part.
0: Yeah, but, I just don't. I just feel like you don't need it. Like, just play the game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much good stuff in the game. Um, that's why I have five copies of it.
0: <laughs> I um, haven't actually played it. So have you not? I've like, like I've never been like a first-person shooter kind of guy, like first-person, because I always mm-hmm. felt like I get sick. But gotcha. now that I'm older and I'm getting into playing video games, like. I got the game of the year edition of overwatch for for uh Christmas. I just <clears> wanted it because like, I just want to play some overwatch at some point and like, maybe we could play it together. I don't know if you're an overwatch fan or not, but like it just seemed fun. Like I played it before and I like mm-hmm. actually love it. So I'm getting into the dig of, you know, playing games like this. Gotcha. Just, yeah.
1: I have Overwatch. I, I haven't played it in a few months, but I own it. So. Okay.
0: Play some time. Sure um, what, do you have any friends that have an Xbox One X? Um,
1: I do, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Oh, do do I don't know if you do or not.
0: No, I don't have one. I'm, I'm okay. waiting. I'm just asking. Like, we we'll do. It. What is their overall
1: experience? Are they enjoying it or their Overwatch or their Xbox? Xbox, the Xbox, Xbox experience. Um. I don't know, I really like mine. I mean, um, PS4 is still my main console. Uh, do the One X. I'm just the, just the One X. Oh, Xbox One X. Gotcha. That I don't have. No. Oh, you um, don't have you don't
0: have any friends that have one?
1: So no. Um. Okay. No.
0: Okay. <laughs> That's what I was asking. Like, <laughs> oh. Okay. Like I said, like I don't know. Some people say they're actually enjoying it, and some people say they're having problems with it. I don't. I don't know. If you knew anyone that were having problems with it,
1: uh, no one personally. And I've read some stuff online. I know a bit about it, but personally, I don't. I haven't talked to anyone who does have it. But I do know that the game files are absolutely massive. You know, most games nowadays are still forty or fifty gigabytes. But for that one X enhancement, enhancement that adds another thirty to forty gigabytes on top of the base, forty or fifty. So you're looking at Roughly eighty, ninety gigabytes of storage per. Um, what is it per? Like, four K game, and that just mm-hmm. that baffles me.
0: Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's just crazy. Just thinking about how we're just in January, and like I know you played the Monster Hunter World beta. Mm-hmm. It's currently in review for Away Gaming, so I won't give too much of what I think about it, but.
1: What did you think about it? The beta was fun. I did enjoy my time with it. I only completed two of the hunts. But, mm-hmm. um, and I, I do plan to get it at some point, but I can't justify spending $60 on it when I was getting Dragon Ball Fighters the exact same day. And yeah, yeah. I have a game lined up every month from now until what, July, I think, to get. So, like, it's just not my top priority. But okay. it was fun. It was a little overwhelming for someone who's never played Monster Hunter. There were so many oh, mechanics. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, so, it's it's a lot to get into if you've never... Like, I haven't yeah. played since the Wii. Because, like, like, I just haven't had a handheld until here in the last couple of years where I could actually play it. Mm-hmm. So, I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, so I, a, yeah I don't personally have too much... Um, knowledge about it either way. I know it's sold really well. It's got a lot of people playing as he did on Twitter all the time. I mm-hmm. just, one, I'm waiting a little bit on.
0: Okay. So, with that being said, you say you got a game lined up t- till July. Can you share that list with us?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, well, you no Kuni 2 was lined up for February. I guess it got pushed back to March. So, February... It got
2: pushed back... By-
1: yeah 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 it's march now isn't it yeah march 23rd or 27th or something mm-hmm. so or is that shadow of the colossus remake does come out next month that i'm interested in but i probably won't pick it up right away uh let's see in march there is far cry 5 and Nino kuni then uh, after march is april and we're looking at god of war uh, April 20th, that's one I cannot wait to get here. God of War is one of my favorite franchises, and the direct direction to going with this, again, a whole different direction than previous games. I think it's going to be so much fun.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, then uh, coming in May is the Dark Souls re-release. Uh, Switch and PS4 and Xbox One. I'm definitely Mm -hmm. planning to get that on Switch right away, and then I'll probably grab it on PS4 as well, so that'll have the entire Soulsborne collection on one console.
2: Okay. You said Dark Souls?
1: Yes, Dark Souls. Okay. And then Spider-Man doesn't technically have a June release, but it's supposed to be, you know, hopefully this summer sometime, because it was early 2018, and now I think it's just 2018 in general. So it'll be later this year at some point. And then, of course, Kingdom Hearts 3, probably this winter.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the more – with the event, the news source that just came out, is that the more will be there in April at the D23? Was that what that is? No, uh, uh, April is the
1: Union Cross event. But there is D23 in February. It's on February 10th. There's going to be a whole Kingdom Hearts
0: event. D23 – and also, I think two week, a week or so afterwards, though, uh, Tyler, if heard uh, me correctly or not, Pokemon Direct too. So that might give us some insight Ooh. on the new Pokemon for Switch,
1: much. huh? I hadn't heard about the Pokemon Direct.
0: Oh, there you. If they announce that there's gonna be a Pokemon game coming for the Switch in t- 2018, you know they're probably going to address it for the Pokemon Direct rather than the Nintendo Direct because they're in their own company. So, right, yeah. so that's what that's where you can gather that from. But we're just looking at I'm just looking at some of the games that you were you were mentioning. God of War. Mm-hmm. 420. Blaze it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh Kirby. Are you a Kirby fan? I've never actually played a Kirby game. Really? I've always been interested, really. Um, okay. I have what is it, Superstar on the Super Nintendo Classic? Mm-hmm. Um, I have that. I've not played it, but yeah. I need to.
0: Okay, okay. I, the game that uh, you say, Dark Siders Three, are you Dark Siders?
1: Dark Souls Three, or wait, Dark no. Hey, Dark Souls is the one I'm excited for in May.
0: Dark Souls Sorry. just, just a normal Dark Souls is what you're excited for. Have you played those games all the way through, or no, or?
1: Yes, I have played Dark Souls One. I platinum did on PS3. Uh, played about halfway through it on PC as well. I played what 10 20 hours of Dark Souls 2 never beat that one, but uh, it just it was different because it wasn't directed by the same guy, it oh. was the same company from software, but um, the guy who directs them did not have a part in Dark Souls 2.
0: Now, what's crazy is uh. Sh- i know some people that twitch stream and they said that dark soul or i think it was dark souls 3 and bloodborne they said that they were like at a critical point in their life like where they were really down and then they start playing that game like both of those games and it made them feel better as a person what is it about hard video games that makes you
1: release really stress do you know well, for me, it's that sense of accomplishment when you finally overcome it. Like they're difficult games, yes, but they're by no means impossible. Mm-hmm. They you have to learn the game, you have to learn the timing of the movements, you have to learn how the different weapons attack, you have to learn what weapons work good on this enemy and which ones you need to use for this other enemy over here. And you learn how to block, how to parry, how to dodge, how to not get hit. Just in general, it's. Mm-hmm it's a very ebb and flow type of game yeah. uh, you, and it's a lot of repetition um but you, you learn something every time you die okay no you learn something every about 90 percent of the time you die yeah so some of those are just stupid deaths but overall it is very much a learning experience mm-hmm. and you get so invested in it and then you know you throw yourself at this boss over and over again you get a little bit farther every time you see their health bar get a little bit lower every single time and then finally you just go through and you destroy the boss you get hit once or twice and that sense of elation that you feel is just pretty much unbeatable
0: okay so I'm um, like say I gotta dive back into it because like I remember it being so hard that I was like okay fuck this shit I took a break came back and was like oh this is actually pretty easy <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that will happen a lot. I spent, was it three months on the final boss of the Bloodborne DLC? Mm-hmm. I cannot beat it. I'd go at it for a couple of days at a time, you know, a few dozen times a night or something. I'd play, I would. No, that one was not so much for getting better every time. It was more like every day I would get a little bit better.
2: Oh, it, that's, that's...
1: Yeah, it was... Go for it. It was it was a pain, but it was fun. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, I would put it down for a few weeks while I did some other stuff. And then I'd come back a little bit later. I'd play for a few days. Finally, after like three months after starting it, um, I was co oping the boss with a buddy. And we just spent probably three or four hours just getting that boss a little bit lower every time. And finally, we took him down together. And it was such a fantastic night. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> that look at the other games on the list. I was surprised that you didn't say the Last of Us Part Two. That might not come out this year. I don't think it.
1: If it does, it'd be a shocker. What do you think? I don't expect it to. Okay, um, I'm sure they did say 2018 when they first announced it, but I actually don't remember that happening. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing a 2018 release date for it.
0: I I don't ever remember, they didn't show it at E3, it's always at the PlayStation experience of the
1: show at all. So, Mm -hmm. yes, there is that. And then, um, the reason I didn't mention that is because specifically, you know, I was just going over the ones up through the summer and then I threw in Spider Man and Kingdom Hearts at the end. But
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. I'm just like, I'm just talking about like Mega
1: Man. Are you not a big Mega Man fan? Not really. Um, I have Mega Man. Nine, ten, and then I think it's Mega Man X. That's on the Super Nintendo. That I okay. Have. Um, I like right. X a lot more than the original games. Yeah. It's just a bunch, or not a bunch more, but more. I I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's just more flashy, I guess.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the X series is way better. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sea of Thieves, no. not really
1: no i've seen a couple trailers and a little bit of the beta for it i mean it's one i might look into at some point but i try not to go overboard um on the games i get just because of you know having to pay for everything and all that yeah um so i try to keep it to a list of like six or seven games a year but i feel like it's going to be hard to limit that this year I
0: like me personally just becoming more of a viewer. There's, it's just going to be hard for me all over. That's why I look in like you know Best Buy deals, like Best Buy Gamer Club. Okay, uh, forty eight dollars, so sixty. <laughs> right, that, that twelve dollars off makes a difference. <laughs> mm, definitely. No one game. I'm guessing you're staying away from, and I hope you are. Detroit become human.
1: Yeah, I've I saw the two trailers, two completely drastically different trailers that it was I, don't know, I did not get it at all the same sense uh from the second trailer as I did from the first.
0: No, did you not hear about the sexual harassment charges, not charges but allegations over there due to the du- the director of David Cage? No, I didn't. Yeah, that's the like that's the reason why I'm staying away from it. Like, oh. and like there's there's hints of it if you ever played Heavy Rain or Beyond mm-hmm. Those. Yeah, there, I did play those two. Yeah, there's a lot of hints like towards racism and stuff like that in the games that you wouldn't get until you play like a second or third time. You're like, wait a minute, that's kinda racist.
1: Gotcha.
0: Shout out yeah. to Seth Fulkerson for pointing that out <laughs> on the last episode. I, I like I knew what he said was talking
1: about it. As soon as you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I played, I liked Heavy Rain when I played it, but I was not a big fan of Beyond Two Souls.
0: No, not at all. And as you know, Anthem is likely
1: to get pushed back this year. So push back. Yes, very much so. That one, I don't know a whole lot about. I mean, it's supposed to be vaguely destiny with the social action aspect of it, but besides that... I don't really know too much. I don't know too much.
0: Like, I saw the trailer and was like, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> Beyond – also saw I saw, Beyond Good and Evil. I'm like, now give me that because that looks really cool.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, that one. I never played the first one, so I don't have, like, that following that it does. But, like, just from what I saw, it looked neat. I just don't know enough about the series to really – care a whole lot about uh, the game right this second.
0: Well, personally, what, I, what I've gathered is that you don't need to play the first one. It's kind of like that Xenoblade Chronicles feel.
1: Like, I'm for gonna... Xeno,
0: like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you don't need to play the first one. So, it's awesome. And, like, I, I recommend you play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 for the Switch. It was, it's really good.
1: It's, I've heard very mixed things about it. People either love it or hate it. It's really not been yeah, in between. It's, it's really... <laughs> If you like RPG, JRPGs.
2: hmm
0: And that's what I gathered from it overall, <laughs> that I really gotcha. love JRPGs. Right. I'll have to give uh, it a shot if I can find on sale or something one day. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. PlayStation, not PlayStation. Um, Nintendo is doing sales now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I noticed that on the eShop. It's, it threw me for a loop when I first saw that. I was like, wait. You guys normally keep this shit at a normal price. <laughs> yeah.
0: If, I said if I see Breath of the Wild drop to 40, I bet everybody grabs it.
1: Yeah, I there <laughs> won't be a switch without it.
0: <laughs> you like you gotta have those two games. Now it's a lot of video game talk before we get to the top of the topic of the hour. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Love
1: it. Um Celeste, have you played it? See anybody play it? I've not. I've heard about it. I know a bit about it. I've not played it myself or actually seen much gameplay besides what I saw in the trailer for it.
0: Oh, the, you have an interesting gameplay for it? Uh, no, just the trailer. Let me see if I can pull it up for it. It's, it's it's rather interesting.
1: From what I saw, it has a very Super Meat Boy vibe to it with like actual story parts.
0: Yeah. It. I haven't played Super Meat Boy, so.
1: It's very hard. Very, very hard. It's like okay. short little stages, um, and you basically have to play perfectly. What's up,
2: guys? Zach
0: Scott here. Uh, let's see what this guy has. Let's uh, see. Let's see what he got. All right. It's like there go. <laughs> it sounds like Let's a- just skip over.
1: This is from the people who made Towerfall Ascension, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, was that- a really really fun game.
0: Apparently, you don't have to do a lot of this stuff. For all you audio listeners, you can look up YouTube video for Celeste. It it looks really different, and like you really you just die over and over. Wow. Huh. Holy snap. How does he. I guess maybe I have to survive. That's really cool. Yeah. To, like, I suggest everyone check it out. And it got a 10 out of 10 on IGN. Like, wait, yeah, what?
1: I saw that too. <laughs> it's like, it's huh? funny when Monster Hunter and like, Dragon Ball Fighters are getting like eights and nines. And then here's this little. You know, pretty much indie game, it's uh, it gets a I get the ten out of ten. I was yeah. a little bit surprised, not gonna lie,
0: yeah, but the thing is though with games like this, and like I get why cause I listened to Nintendo Boy chat right, by IGN today. the guy that scored it 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 he's not a Nintendo reviewer, so for him to say it's a ten out of ten. I can believe because that was his honest opinion compared to like someone that is affiliated with the N- Nintendo all the time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Right. Now, is it's that not- only on the Switch or is it? No, no, no. He reviewed it on the Switch. So, okay. No, but he's a PC gamer. So I'm pretty sure he played it like on every other platform. Gotcha. But. It's just the best. They think that it's just better to play it on the Switch because you can take it on the go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but if you play on PC, of course. It was just the fact that he said, yeah, like, it's just great. It's just a 10 out of 10 <laughs> game. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. And then you look at Monster Hunter, 9.5, which isn't a bad score. I can, I can see what it is. No, not from. at all. So it's just great to see different reviewers and like i'm pretty sure you follow certain reviewers and Mm -hmm. rightfully so angry joe or ac gamer or any of these people they know they have a great fan base so we just know that some people just need to realize not everybody's getting paid off and like we really are being serious about what we're doing because like at the end of the day tyler you're a gamer i'm a gamer We're all in this industry together. If we don't, even though we might say a game sucks or we don't like it, we're all in it together and we just want the best experience for everybody to play.
1: Right. We're here to have fun and that's what we try to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But like people go, well, Nintendo does this or Xbox does this or Sony does this. You're a Sony pony. What (laughs) the fuck are you talking about? We all played Nintendo at the beginning when we were kids. We all had PlayStations. We all had Xboxes. And we've all kind of done a little bit of everything, so... Yeah, it's like, where did this come from? Like, it's just weird. Yeah. But if anything, PC deserves every credit because they can run anything. (laughs) True. (laughs) But yes. Except for the
1: (laughs) PS4 and Twitch
0: exclusives. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So they're forced to buy Nintendo. That's it. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, but let's get into the Kingdom Hearts shot. Top it. I feel right. like you were the best person for it because like, I know that's your favorite series. It's one of my favorite series, but not as great as Force. Gotcha. Let's start off with if you were to rank all of them, how would it go?
1: If what now? If you had to rank all of them, how would it go? Oh, geez. Putting me on the spot, man. Let's see. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2, top, without a doubt. Um... Then, uh, a second one, and this is going to be different from a lot of the Kingdom Hearts fan base. So, keep that in mind. My number two is Breath by Sleep. That's mine. <laughs> very, very much enjoy Breath by Sleep. The gameplay has some problems. It's not balanced. It's not optimized, blah, blah, blah. But it's fun. I enjoy it. I like the story. I like most of the characters. It's a fantastic game overall.
0: And before we continue, all spoilers are allowed. So if you're at this part of the podcast, I'm sorry, you can just go ahead and turn it off, or you can come back and I could put a time code in. <laughs> so I can actually, like,
1: yes, Kingdom Hearts spoilers for days. All over for days. Yes. Uh, number three, I'd put Kingdom Hearts 1. Followed by that would be. i'm torn between dream drop distance and recoded i'm torn Mm. they're both decent but not great i honestly would probably put dream drop distance next and number four followed by recoded um and then after that would be chain of memories and um bottom of the list would be three five eight days over two Mm. okay okay so
0: yeah, the first two, like, resonate with me, of course. Like, actually, the first three, and then Dream Drop, and then never actually played or it. so Chain of Memories.
1: <laughs> now, are you... When you say Chain of Memories, are you talking about Chain of Memories or Re-Chain of Memories? <sighs> I knew that.
0: I guess that is the... There's a difference
1: in between the two,
0: and I didn't realize it. It really I, is.
1: I didn't, I didn't rank both of them, but... Um, there is quite a difference.
0: Well, I was just talking about the one that's for the PlayStation. So is that Re Chain of Memories?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the remake because it was originally on Game Boy Advance.
0: Speaking of which, they should just made that the gameplay just a normal gameplay, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> it worked a lot better on the Game Boy than it did the PS2. Chain of Memories for Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's is by and large considered a better game than the PS2 remake.
0: Yeah. That's why I'm just like, uh, yeah, yeah. I should have just let the gameplay alone, but no. Okay. <laughs> no more, whatever you say. Um, let's get into it. When did you realize, I mean, cause like when you look at the history of kingdom hearts, the way it's supposed to be set up is that you have final fantasy characters mixed with Disney characters and you have these new characters named Sora, Riku, and Kairi that their job is to pretty much relive the Disney movies that you grew up with. Right. What? At what point did you know that this was going to go completely opposite of what you thought it was going to be?
1: Like at what point in the first game? Or, like, overall story, because,
0: like, we can just say now that it's not what we thought it was going to be. Like, it's not going to be, oh, you're just going to the new worlds just Mm
1: -hmm. to relive the story that you already know. Yeah, it would have to be, it really wouldn't be until you got to Neverland in the first game, for me at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's whenever you find kairi's body and you realize you know she doesn't have a heart anymore um it's been taken and riku you know your best friend is all like not emo but he's very like aggressive and confrontational and then he he makes your shadow takes it and makes it fight you and the anti fight in neverland is so stinking hard one of the harder fights of that game by a mile and that when you just realize that Riku has kind of turned dark and because you're, you're both after the same thing initially uh, is getting Kairi's heart back but he doesn't want to play with you anymore he's like I do have this myself I'm going to kill you with your shadow and you're like oh my lord this game is intense and mm-hmm. then from there you go to a whole new world at Hall of Bastion uh, the big old castle and that's when they introduce, like, no, it's the new, uh, exclusive Kingdom Hearts world. It's not been an in any Disney film before, and then you see the whole Maleficent stuff. You see Riku get possessed. You fight, uh, possessed Riku. Find out there's a whole new villain called Anthem, and then from there it just kind of keeps spiraling almost out of control in a way.
0: And what's crazy about the game, well, because like I've mentioned, that like we like looking at lore. There's a like, there is a lore within the first Kingdom Hearts game, just by the way you find Ansem's journals and you don't know actually who the hell Ansem is. You're just like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And and then in that moment, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, where Riku says, It is I, Ansem. It's like, huh? (laughs) Wait a minute. Like, this is kind of weird. Like, I thought Ansem was good. <laughs> it's yeah, no.
2: yeah,
1: it's bizarre because you know, you hear uh, Leon and uh Aerith and Yuffie and all them talking about it, and you know, Anson was the leader of their town or their village, which we found later was was actually Holobashin.
2: Yeah. And
1: that he was um, you know, basically their leader and their protector and all that, and all of a sudden he turned evil. And you're like, Well, I wonder what caused all this. And you read the journals and it's the heartless, and he does these experiments. You just kind of get sucked into the darkness, and oh uh, man, it's crazy.
0: I mean, like, and we talk about like themes and like influential things about on the show all the time. A way moments. It's just like when you look at Kingdom Hearts, it's just whole persona, like the idea of like darkness taking over, and you're just that little bitty of light. Like it never goes out, and mm. like you see characters like Sora, like. Like Sora is the main character of the show. He, of course, like I'll go ahead and tell you, like one of my favorite moments in this whole series, like where I put Birth by Sleep at number two, is like where the ending of it is where they all just say his name, Just Sora. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of my favorite parts throughout the whole series. Really, it is. (laughs) And I know you don't make sense. Like you know exactly what I am talking about, too. Like just, just like Sora, like. They just say his name just over and Mm -hmm. over. It was just amazing. And, like, you look, like, I was looking up, like, his name, like, what meaning? Sort of meaning. A common small brown and gray American rail and marshes. That's what it means in America. What's it mean?
1: The literal translation from Japanese is sky.
0: Yeah, sky. Mm -hmm. So. And wow, just thinking about it—like darkness, light, sky, mm-hmm. all, all up in the air.
1: He's yeah, but, just, I mean, just a little bit. Uh, just talking about his name and semblance and all that. Um, Kyrie writes a letter to him, and there's a line: oh, "We're all connected by one sky, one destiny." And no, that—that's it, right there. We connect by one sky, one Sora. Like, he is what connects everyone in the entire franchise.
0: Yeah. And, but, like, when it's all said and done, people, like, I, I've argued it several times that he's not the only main character. Riku himself is also a main character. They have, that like, that brother-hate relationship at the first, but when Sora brings Riku out of the darkness, it's just like, you know Riku's a different character now.
1: Yeah, when you see him, like, whenever um, Anselm, like, basically takes over Riku's body and becomes Anselm, then uh, you see uh, Riku's phantom, basically, his ghost, like, holding Anselm back. You know, you just fought Riku. He just tried to murder you in cold blood in this big arena. And now he's there protecting you, letting you run away with Kyrie and Donald and Goofy. Yeah, just that instant snap of a change is yeah. fantastic.
0: I mean, like, and you think about like the key, the keyblade locking the hole and like uh, destroying darkness, but like just the fact that the keyblade also draws darkness towards it, it's like a double edged sword. Mm-hmm.
1: And like, that's something they I don't actually know, I don't think they mentioned it since the first Kingdom Hearts game how like the reason all the heartless are finding Sora is cuz the keyblade they are mm-hmm. after the light of the keyblade to put it out but they're also scared of it cuz it can destroy them i don't mm-hmm. think that's brought up a single time since the first game
0: mhm it's just it's just crazy that it's like that and um we think about this series and like someone says like like i think we talked about it before is that this game is looked at as a cult classic to so, so many people mhm like it's just one of the better RPGs that we have. It's just that I think the reason that it's not getting the credit that it deserves is that time scheduling and when the game comes out.
1: Yes. I was saying the exact same thing. It came out, you know, in 2002 and it was, you know, kind of wasn't really the start of the PS2 era, but it, I want to say it was around the time like Final fancy 10 and stuff too. And it had all this competition, and if you didn't pick it up, like, only reason I know people picked it up was because of the Disney part of it. Like, oh, it's Disney. Okay, cool, let's try it out. And then, you know, there were people, some people who saw the Final Fantasy aspect and got it for that. But I want to say the majority of people got it for the Disney part of the game.
0: You are so correct. It first released in 2002. You're right. Mm Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 10 came out I'm just retouching I love it <laughs> Final Fantasy 10 came out 2001 2001 so a little bit before 2001 so July 19 2001 so yeah it's about a year apart less than a year
1: Um, uh, well in Japan a little bit less. Uh, it didn't come out until uh, I think it was September in North America, so a little over a year in that regard. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there were about a three to six month delay between all the Japanese games to the English versions of the games up until the two point eight remix. Okay, but
0: like you said, like that was a change, and also you see, like you see the Disney. Characters be incorporated too, but like with Donald and Goofy and even Mickey, it's just like wow, these characters that you love are like messing up worlds and don't know anything about it, which is funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And also, the fact that they go, they said they go where the Keyblade goes, like they just follow that, and it's just like obedience but until that scene like where they realized no we're not going to go with you, Riku it was amazing that they're like well my friend is more important than what we're doing right now
1: yeah so when they first walked off with Riku at the bottom of the bastion after he threw Sora the wooden sword uh no as a kid i was like oh my god what are you guys doing you can't do this this is terrible i was yeah. so angry but <laughs> yeah. then you know Five minutes later, you're you get them back, but yeah. still. And for those five or ten minutes, I was furious.
0: <laughs> and then, like, yo, know, uh what was funny is that, like, uh because I think that's the part, like, where it's like there's no way you're taking Kyrie's heart. I remember that one completely because mm-hmm. you're fighting Riku. We're fighting Ansem Riku, and yes. I have to say, whenever you fight Ansem at the end of the game probably one of the most spookiest moments ever
1: played (laughs) very much so that whole like (laughs) ship that he becomes and then you go into these dark chambers and then you're fighting like the actual uh crest of the ship it's the face and then you fight the core and then you fight ansem again like oh it was an intense boss fight it was a bus rush of 11 different bosses which was insane
0: Yeah, it was, but but what was crazy is that, like, when you're just, like, when you see him and he's like, yeah, yeah, like, where he has the darkness, like, you can see it, like, open up the art and stuff, like, like, those final cutscenes, like, just don't bother. Like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, it's just crazy to see that they took, well, me being an English major, like, reading Chronicles of Narnia. I've always had the thing of, like, children being the heroes Mm -hmm. of the story. And, like, Sora is a kid when he's doing this. So for him to do it and win the way he did was just amazing and outstanding and applied. And, like, I think that's why he would always be in, like, the top ten of my favorite heroes, heroic figures when it comes to video games. Because, like, number one is always going to be Link. Orcharing the time to find, the the time to find that. But when are you talking about like as in kids saving the world and becoming an adolescents? Kingdom Hearts is the best game to show people. And I'm glad that you're over here to actually see because, like, it's still your favorite series. I I saw you online like a couple of days ago playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that <it laughs> is so good. <laughs> I mean, like, I know you're waiting and just edging, but it's just we talk about like one thing I want to talk to you about is the, like the whole thing of like, you see darkness, like Aqua is in darkness. Ansem's in darkness, Riku's in darkness. And you see all these characters are like, I'm not trying to sound like a, like religious or we'll go spiritual. It's just that like, you see a rebirth within all of them.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: definitely. And like that, uh, she's not even bad. She's not even dark. She was just there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, she's only down there because she's such a good character. Because she, you know, at the end of Breath by Sleep, um, she goes off to find Tara and finds out that he's been possessed by uh, Xehanort. And so she fights him, and he's, like, falling into darkness. And she, uh, like, rushes down and helps and, like, passes off all of her... Armor and her keyblade to like make sure he makes it back into the uh waking worlds and she falls keybladeless down and armorless down into the darkness with a smile on her face because she just saved her friend yeah and then that and she's been trapped there ever since that was you know 10 12 years ago
0: yeah and what's crazy is like when you look at the series we can talk uh your exhortations for three um do you think the original three are going to have to come back in this game?
1: Um, well, yeah, we know that Xehanort is back because of Dream Drop Distance. And the thing is, we we have no idea where Terra is or where his body is, if he even still has a body. We, we just do not know. Um, we know then. Is in. Um, Castle Oblivion. And we know. That Aqua is in the Realm of Darkness. Because of Mickey's story. In uh, the 0.2. Birth by Sleep. A fragmentary passage bit. And so. Um, we have. Um, the main characters. Looking to bring Aqua back. and But also. It's like we. Are like Riku and Sora. I don't, I can't recall if Yen Sid has told them about Ventus yet. I don't think he has explicitly. He's mentioned another heart needs waking kind of thing. But I don't think he's explicitly said, okay, guys, there's this other key builder named Ventus. We need you to go get him. Uh, their goal right now is to go get Aqua. And once they save Aqua, she'll be like, hey, guys, we need to go get Ventus. And you're like, okay, let's go. And then I think they'll wake Ventus up. And uh, the whole community is torn between whether Terra will come back as um, a wielder of darkness, or a wielder of light, or neither. Um, I honestly do not know what what will happen with Terra. I think he's out there somewhere. I think by the end of it, he will become another wielder of light. I don't know if he'll be part of the Seven, but I think he will make an appearance in the game again.
0: Hmm, Definitely. Okay. I think, like, I can see that happening because I'm just saying, like, it all has to come full circle, and also, mm-hmm. like, my dad, like, he's just stubborn as hell. He knows it. He's not gonna, He like, he he he's, hasn't played Burk by Sleep. He hasn't played Dream Drop Distance. He's ready to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm like,
1: oh my god, you're gonna be so <laughs> fucking confused, man. Yeah, it is people who played them all are so confused like that lore is it's all over the place mm-hmm. and i know out there there are plenty of people who played one and two maybe chain of memories and like, okay i played one and two i'm ready for three and everyone's like i don't know if you remember how like chaotic everything was when two came out and people were playing two without okay. having played chain of memories they were all, everyone was like, well, this is weird. I don't know what's going on. Why is Sora asleep? Why is it a year later? What is going on? When they explained all that in one game in between. Yeah. But since two has come out, there's been three, five, eight days over two who introduced Sheon and then Red Condor in the exact same game. There was recoded, there was Birth by Sleep, there's been Dream Drop Distance, and Unchained Key, Sashi, and Crossed, if you count that. So yeah. four or five games. Since two has come out, in between two and three, it's and probably, people think they can go straight to three and understand it, and they are sorely mistaken.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's like I—I got, I got a friend. She's really cool. She's never seen any of the Marvel movies. You hear me? Aww. None of them. So she's never seen. she never saw any of Star Wars movies. I changed that here recently. She <laughs> saw all of them. She likes the Last Jedi. and yeah, Joy- so she she's she's on board. So our next project is to watch all the Marvel movies. Nice. And because like I told her, like, look, Infinity War is coming out in May. We had to watch fourteen movies before you were able to even <laughs> watch Infinity War. Yeah. She said, "Oh, okay, cool." That's it's funny. similar. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's similar to this. And we're watching it in the order, not like the order of the movies came out. We're watching by the story order. so oh, we watched? Really?
2: Captain,
0: yeah, we watched Captain America first last night. Not a bad movie, and the more I look at it.
1: yeah, <laughs> uh, it was very slow. There was a lot of basically, it was filler, but it wasn't really because you needed it for the last half of the story. Yeah. but the first half was, like, such a chore to get through before it actually really got good Yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah, like, to me, too, like, and she was like, this is not bad. Like, I don't know why you said it was bad. I'm like, you know what? It's not a bad movie. Like, mm-hmm. I've only seen it once, and I saw it when it came out, so that was the only one time. But with that being said, it's, like, it's the same thing with games like Kingdom Hearts. Like, you had to be able to play all of it to get the story. And then at the same time, you might still not get the story. Mm-hmm. But you have it overall thrill compared to something like Final Fantasy, like where the number really throws everything off. Like Final Fantasy fifteen, Final Fantasy thirteen. Why? <laughs> At least yeah. with Zelda, you know the story. You're gonna go like, Oh, it's Link. and Zelda. Let's go.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, then um just like Final Fantasy Zelda does have a couple like direct sequels. I mm-hmm. linked between Worlds being you would link to the past, mm-hmm. which I started link to the past. I got, I think through two dungeons before I gave up because it was hard. And then I played a link between worlds and absolutely loved it and played it in one weekend.
0: Yeah. So what is the, is kingdom hearts your favorite game all the time? Kingdom or- Hearts
1: two specifically. Yes. Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game of all time. Kingdom Hearts as a franchise is my favorite game series of all time.
0: Okay, okay. So that's just cool because like you don't really hear that a lot anymore. Like something different outside the the big five. Outside of like Assassin's Creed or GTA or Final Fantasy or Mario or Zelda. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't hear someone say, Oh, Kingdom Hearts is your favorite of all time.
3: And you have a like
0: black sheep of the family. <laughs> you, like, you have every right to say that you you're very genuine in knowing each game. Uh like just knowing like playing on the hardest difficulty, platinum in it. Um your favorite character
1: outside of Sora is who? You mean above Sora? Would be Riku. Outside of Sora. Outside of right. Riku. But uh, I also like Riku more than Sora. So yeah, oh, really. Like we, Sora is not my favorite character. Oh wow. Why Riku? He's had so much more character development throughout the series. Like Sora's always been this happy go lucky kid. And by the end of Dream Drop Distance, he's still kind of this happy go lucky kid. Like he's a few years older, he's still goofy, he's still kind of not oblivious, but very just very childish. Which is fine. I mean, that's his character. That fits him just fine. But Riku started off as like this cocky kid. You know, the score's one to zero now, Sora. Ha ha ha. From Key Hearts One, whenever you'd fight him on the island, and then, um, and you know, throughout the game, he kind of, you know, gets consumed by darkness, kind of turns evil, then finally just ends up getting possessed, and then finally he turns around and becomes good again. And then, but after that, from then on, he's finding the darkness in himself through the entire franchise. He has this internal struggle of him and the darkness. One of my favorite moments in the game, uh, the entire franchise, is the end of Chain of Memories. At the end of Riku's story mode, uh, he walks out of the castle, and Diz shows up, and he's like, "Okay, Riku, or do you choose the path to light?" Well the path to darkness. And then Riku's like, neither. I choose the path to dawn. And or and so he actually is like on this path from darkness to the light. Um his keyblade reflects that. In mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 2. You know, he has he has a sword from Kingdom Hearts 1 for most of the game. And then somewhere between or during Sora's second visit to each world, um his uh, Riku's keyblade basically is like you know you are worthy of a keyblade and his sword uh Soul Eater transforms into his keyblade Way to the Dawn which is basically his Soul Eater sword with an angel wing on it and it grows a hilt one dark wing one uh light wing and it is just such a powerful symbolic presence of his internal struggle and finally coming to terms with the darkness inside of him and learning to use while still not being consumed by it and working his way towards the light sorry they kind of rambled on a bit there but i absolutely love riku
0: no 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 like riku is one of my favorite characters of, of the series so like that's why i say i always ask that question like who's your favorite character outside the main character Right, Because that always raises the question how much you actually like the series or not. You can gotcha. go ahead and say like like I can go off rip right now and tell you like you just name a game that I might have played and I can tell you my favorite character outside of, them, outside of the main character and that's how much I really enjoy the game
2: mm-hmm.
0: within itself. <laughs> and like we, I feel like us as gamers need to do that more when it comes to like multiplayer games or there's more to the story than just the main character. Main mm-hmm. characters that are, like, okay. Like you pretty much when you said Sora is goofy and that my first thought was a Goku
1: character. Just <laughs> it just, is very much a Goku Vegeta relationship.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, Goku has always been the happy go lucky, get serious when he needs to, but overall a very goofy character. And then Vegeta, you know, started off as this evil villain who has gradually become one of the most caring, good characters out there.
0: Mm-hmm. And like I said, it it's great to see that the fan base of Kingdom Hearts hasn't died down whatsoever. Like
1: everyone's ready. No, for- I can guarantee you, when Kingdom Hearts three comes out, there's going to be a whole new fan base for it. It's going to get. It's going to be like the near automata. Just about because you know, Nier, as well as a very cult classic, very cult following, um, fantastic right. game. Um, Highly Violinist, it's her favorite game of all time for good reason. Mm-hmm. It is very, very good, but not many people played it. And then Nier Automata came out, and all of a sudden it was like, you know, running for a game of the year. It was, it was on everyone's list of must play games of 2017, and yeah. just because it doesn't directly relate, I guess. But it's not that different from the first one that not many people have played. Hmm.
0: Like I said, I didn't play the first one, so if it's not that different, then it's in good category because like I absolutely adore
1: Nier Automata.
0: <laughs> it's just yes, amazing.
1: Definitely check out the first game. It is very good. Uh, same thing with like the multiple endings and stuff, just like Nier Automata. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not 26 endings in this one. There's only... Well, if I get this wrong, Highland Violin is, is going to rip me a new one. <laughs> I think there's, I want to say four. There might be five. I want to say four.
0: You want to say four?
1: I want to say four.
0: All right. Fact check it real quick. All
1: right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how many endings in there? Oh, see, how many? Just near. See, that's the thing. <laughs> Everything's going to pop up near Automata. Upon g g Uh, Yora Meaningless Okay, there's about five.
1: One, two, three, four, five. Okay, well, I almost wanted to say five. <laughs> Thing is though Yeah. That, the problem is
0: hold on. That's only you said four? There's five still regardless. Gotcha. There's five regardless. Because like what I just looked up is automata. So mm-hmm. everything right now is automata, but that was near. Uh just straight near. But yeah. And before we wrap down, I think you got any questions for me? <laughs> of course.
1: Um, let's see, you know, we talked about your top games of 2017. Um, we know you were very excited for Kingdom Hearts 3 as well as Kingdom Hearts 1 in your favorite franchises. But if you had to pick one game of 2018 to come out, what would be? What is that your most anticipated game of the year?
0: Uh, my most anticipated game. Mm-hmm. Just looking at it as a whole, saying as I love all of them. I think we've talked about it in the last episode and like it's this game has been dear to my heart. I haven't actually played it yet. I have a copy of it. I just didn't feel like opening it because I didn't think I'd ever have a chance to play it. Like find it. Like but every time I look at the artwork it always meant something to me like it pretty much jump started this podcast. But i am really excited for the world ends with you for the
1: nintendo switch this year so oh if- man i'm in the same boat you are i'm not played it yet actually i, <laughs> I didn't get a copy i have looked for one for a while and just haven't been able to find it but yeah so- that's what i've been looking forward to um mostly because it was in kingdom hearts dream drop distance it was featured in traverse town so of course like that's how i got into final fantasy i think i mentioned that on the last podcast as well I was not a Final Fantasy fan until after I played Kingdom Hearts and saw Leon and Cloud and Yuffie and all these mm-hmm. different Final Fantasy characters into one game. I'm like, wow, well, I wanna know their backstory. I wanna know what happened in their game. So Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. jumped me into the Final Fantasy franchise and now that's one of my favorites as well. Yeah. And I think the same thing will happen with the World Ninja with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had to find a copy and try it. I mean that's the thing
0: though, like it's coming for the Switch later this year, so it's like I know, oh. but it's sixty dollars,
1: uh, is yeah. it going to be sixty? It's a full sixty dollar game, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't think that it should be, but maybe that's just because I want a copy of it and I don't want to pay sixty bucks for it. When's it come out? I don't know if they have a date for it yet. Um, just twenty eighteen, as far as I know. Like the Dark Souls remaster is going to be $40. A uh, Shadow of the Colossus remake is $40. Secret of Amana, $40. The World Ends With You, 50 I don't understand what makes them decide to do that. Especially because that's Square Enix. And if I'm not mistaken, Secret of Amana is Square Enix as well. Yep. And that one's going for 40 So.
0: Yeah. I maybe. I, mean, I don't maybe know. If I check out Shadow of the Colossus, though in a couple of weeks. I've never played it, so it looks amazing.
1: Yes, and for $40, you're getting a whole new control scheme, updated graphics, uh, probably updated physics. That Maybe not. Physics in the first one was actually really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. But that is one of my favorite games of the PS2. So that's going to be a great one.
0: This is a good question. I'm going to ask you the first person. In your mind, like a game this year or last year or whatever. What game would you like to see Awood Game and review?
1: Ooh. Um I remember last time I mentioned Nino Kuni. Mm-hmm. And I because that was one that you play and kinda of talk about. Did you I, don't mind, did you ever get around to actually reviewing that one? No, I haven't actually reviewed it, but I could do it. There's a, that wasn't you know last year or anything. It was like what 2013, 2014. Yeah, I think 2013. Any, any game is on the table. Gotcha. I would still go with Nino Kuni. I really want to see your um feelings for it, your um reaction, how huh? you kind of you know, what you were thinking while you were playing it. Okay, Or do. And
0: like. Hey, I'll add you one more. Go for yeah.
1: it. Oh, one more game? hmm I mean, I'm not going to take more 3 because that's a given at this point. Yeah. I don't want to waste this lot, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the new God of War would be really good for uh, you to Ooh. review on this channel. I think. Have you
0: played the other ones? Thank yes, you. actually. And this is going to be great because I didn't get to finish 3, but... For people to say that they don't like the God of War franchise, they're crazy because Kratos is one of the faces of Sony.
1: So He is. He, is. he was the secret boss in um, Shovel Knight on PS4. Oh, wow. With Kratos, they had Battletoads on Xbox. They had uh, something on Nintendo. <laughs> and then Kratos on the PlayStation systems. <laughs>
0: So, um, yes. like, yeah, I will definitely check those out. You have any more questions for me? <laughs> um, let's
1: see. Oh, this is just kind of random. Did you ever get to play A Hat in Time? A Hat in Time? Mm-hmm. What is that? That is a 3D platforming game by Gears for Breakfast Um, that came out late last year. Uh, it was on my honorable mentions for my top games of 2017. I'm not done with it yet. I'm about three quarters of the way through. But it is fantastic. It's like a low-key Mario Odyssey. Okay. Um, Definitely one to check out uh, if you get some time. It's 30 bucks on the PlayStation Store. Uh, it might be on sale at some point. I don't know. If you can find it on sale, especially. Um, It's a nice little taste of this Indie Studios version of like I said, basically Mario Odyssey.
0: Okay. Well, here's a couple games because, like you mentioned it earlier, and like I know you got the Switch. I've mm-hmm. heard a lot of good things about Blossom Tale. About what? Blossom Tale. Not heard of that one. It, if you like a link between uh, a link to the past, mm-hmm. you'll like this one because it's it's it gives off that vibe.
1: Gotcha. So it's like it'll do too.
0: Yeah. So okay. you would enjoy that, and. I know you're playing, you're a Final Fantasy person, and I saw on your Twitter, Twitter that you're talking about playing Dissidia. Come on, man.
1: Get <laughs> off again, that. Again. Oh, but it has Kingdom Hearts um, I, Sephiroth I, I outfit. Can't, I can't go. <laughs> I but can't go. Kingdom Hearts
0: <laughs> No, I tried
1: the beta, and I was like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know, it looks so complicated. I don't understand at all how it's played.
0: Oh, the, but, the online service is terrible too. Just really, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, are you a Star Ocean fan?
1: Kind of. I've played most of uh till the end of time. I've I not finished it. I would suggest the Last Hope. Then is that on PS3 or PS4? PS4. PS4. Last Hope. Okay. yeah the last hope it's if there was that, and then there was faithful and integrity or something like that yeah
0: that's the new one that's for somewhere. the ps4 i'm t- the one that i like is for like a 360 playstation they re- they hd'd it though so
1: okay awesome yeah the like
0: hope. yeah the last hope um that's not an ad it's just great <laughs> Gotcha. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite, and like if you like Star Trek, Star Wars, I, mm-hmm. you, would, you would really appreciate that game. And like I have to say, I would really think that you would dig the Mega Man,
1: but know interesting. I, I, I tried 9 and 10, and they just were not my cup of tea, but I had a lot more fun with X the little bit that I played. I just didn't yeah. play for a long time.
0: Well, you, as you don't know, I don't know if you know this or not, but the X series is coming back out. With the remaster, like the Legacy Collection, or a new yeah, one? Yeah, like, like all of them at the same time. <laughs> like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> that has my that. interest. <laughs> like, I was like, I'll take okay. that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Another one that um, I just keep going on and on. I'm sorry. But World of Final Fantasy is one I bought recently that I need to try. What is it? World of Final Fantasy. Do you like it? I haven't played it yet. Oh. And I just bought it. I'm not actually playing it, but I need to. And it's more of a reminder for myself, but also a suggestion to you. Okay. I mean, I've seen
0: it before. I just don't know, like, if you like it or not. Or, like, I know it's like you use monsters. It's kind of like a Final Fantasy 13 2 system.
1: Kind of, but hopefully better. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's man, different. 13 2 was something else.
0: Oh, well, that's the thing, though. I like Lightning as a character. But not her story.
1: <laughs> yeah, thir- uh, sorry. Final Fancy thirteen three uh, is one I also need to play. One I've had for a couple years. Um, I just never sat down with it. But I played thirteen through twice. I played thirteen two once, and I've heard the gameplay for Lightning Returns is actually a lot better. Um, it's weird. It's like the first game story is the best but the gameplay is the worst. And the last one's story is the worst, but the gameplay is the best. It's like a little cross section thing. It's what I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's really, gameplay. it's really, really weird. It's like, huh? <laughs> like what the, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we wrap down, cause it's kind of late for you and like me, uh, where right. can we find you at, sir?
1: I'm on Twitter at, um, Snizy Snorlax 42 I believe. Mm-hmm. And um I had a Twitch channel for a while. I haven't streamed in months. Um if I ever do pick that back up again, that is also at Snorlax.
0: Okay, okay. And this is A Boy Gaming. Uh I'm your host Perry. You can find us on any of your podcast directories, uh even on YouTube sometimes. Um whenever i actually upload but you can find it on any of your podcast directories we did make that available uh thanks for the support that all that are listening thank you to you uh tyler for leaving that good review like i saw it i was like oh shoot
1: (laughs) no problem you put good content out and you really you know put your arms all into what you do and (laughs) that i mean that needs to be encouraged we don't need you know half-baked ideas out there we need full-fledged everything yes and like i yeah.
0: said i appreciate it man it really means a no lot problem. from the bottom of my heart and like i said we'll bring you back on like as the year progresses because it's only january and there's more games to be played and like i said there's a lot in store for awood gaming like this is just the beginning of the fresh new year as it as we approach more video games and more people that want to discuss their ideas and our influence as you are influenced about kingdom hearts and like how we are excited just to come on here to talk about video games and this has been a gaming um we will see you guys tomorrow as we have another guest come on and you all have a good night and check out the podcast later peace nice. <laughs>